Welcome to today's episode of Inside the MBA with Card Coach Sam. I'm Sam Fisher, MBA admissions coach and executive coach. Today, I'm joined by Divyanka Sharma. Divyanka is an alum from Dartmouth College, where she studied English literature. She has worked in a variety of roles since, and most recently, has been working as a strategy and operations lead for Google. Divyanka is based in San Francisco, California, and finished up her MBA in 2019. We'll hear more about her background throughout the episode. Divyanka, thanks so much for joining me today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me, Sam. Awesome. Now, really appreciate you taking some time and, and sharing just your stories, your, your memories as, as we help people who are going through the admissions process and then hopefully the MBA journey itself. Yeah, absolutely. Very happy to help. I'd love to get started, if, if it's okay with you, kind of going all the way back and just take me back to where you were when you started thinking about getting an MBA and what led to that early decision? Yes, uh, for sure. So I was working in New York at an economic think tank. It's called Locus Analytics. And it was a very academic and research-oriented environment. And so I had started our international development practice. We had projects in India, Cameroon, Indonesia, worked with the World Bank, IMF, and a number of other organizations. And it was actually through exposure to entrepreneurs in the emerging markets that I got more excited about the um, you know private sector and business as a tool for impact. And so given that you know I had this research and think tank background, I really needed the skills and the toolkit to be a bit more um, effective in that space. And so I was considering a number of master's programs, but you know with an, you know a master's in econometrics or economic development, et cetera, I wouldn't get something very different from what my background already offered. And so the MBA, with its wide range of career opportunities and training, made a lot of sense. So that's how an MBA, you know, first came up as an idea for me. Awesome. And then, and then how did you go from there to the next step of, of identifying programs to, to choose between? And I know, kind of taking a quick step back, that you, you grew up in India, but you went yeah. to school in the U.S. for undergrad. Mm-hmm. So you, you'd been in the U.S. for a little bit. You, you were, I guess... Um, reasonably up to date on, on you know the undergraduate world and all that stuff, and then how did you kind of take that knowledge and and you know peers and siblings to to go to that next step of figure out which programs to apply to? Yeah, absolutely. So you know. Uh, some of the things that I was really optimizing for in my school choice for the MBA were, number one was community. So, you know, I came to the U.S. to go to undergrad here at Dartmouth, and it was a great academic experience. I do think, you know, I was looking for a more um, closer-knit community and a higher degree of adjustment, which, you know, naturally comes with a little bit more time in any new place. And so for me, that community and the group of people I would be classmates with was very important. Um, The second piece was... Um, entrepreneurship and social impact. So I really wanted to go to a place where, you know, initiative and drive to start something new was not just encouraged, but also very celebrated. And similarly with social impact, you know, I was a little bit nervous thinking about MBAs given my background because I didn't know if people with very quote unquote what we call traditional backgrounds of consulting and finance um, would be interested in having a classmate who had this 
as we call it, non-traditional background. So I really wanted to be in a place where my specific experiences were going to be welcome and then enhanced. And so with that, Stanford really stood out to me, especially as, you know, um, as we think of the community piece. Um, and, you know, my experience here really did bear out in the way I expected um, and you, in, to many degrees more. But those were the two big things I was looking for. That's super helpful and I think really um, makes sense. I also think it's kind of funny to hear non-traditional background. And I, I get it in business school world. So many people can get lumped into that and it's just like, oh, you mean like 99% of careers on the whole world, you know, non-traditional background. So yeah. it's easy to feel like you're you're maybe part of a minority when you're a part of a pretty big, pretty big majority. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you yeah, gained the confidence to at least apply. And then when you were applying, how much do you remember about like how you sold yourself? Like what was the wide Divyanka pitch to Stanford? Yeah, uh, that's a great question, Sam, because I really struggled at first to put together my narrative. Again, like I said, I was a bit intimidated about this, you know, business world coming in from somewhere so different. But eventually, so I applied second round for the GSB, which was exactly the time I needed to really look inward and introspect. And so when I applied to the GSB, I presented the full truth about who I was without trying to fit into a mold that I thought the business schools are looking for. So that was really someone who had spent a lot of time working in India, in Cameroon, in emerging markets and had that lens through direct contact with entrepreneurs. And on the other side, also had this lens of working with multilaterals here in the United States with like the World Bank and IMF. And so really brought out those experiences I also really highlighted the personal side of me. So I remember at that time, I don't know if it's still in the application, but there was a question about how do you bring your background to your place of work? And, you know, there I really shared stories about how I had grown up as, you know, a middle child and how that impacts the way I make decisions and how I interact in a team and what type of leader I am. And so really showing very honest and vulnerable pieces of myself were very helpful in making the why the Bianca case. I love that. And I love the the kind of depth that you you got out of those essays. Uh, one thing I, I didn't ask the last people I've talked to, but I think maybe might be especially interesting given your background, is like, how did you select um, your references? Like people are going to write your recommendations and did you have to do any extra prep for them because they maybe weren't used to sending people to business school in the way that the partners at a private equity shop or or consulting or, or banking are kind of used to writing those essays? Yeah, so I had uh, the two recommenders I had were one, the CEO of the think tank I worked at. Um, and I was very fortunate that he had actually gone to business school. He went to Columbia Business School and so did have a good sense of what that process looks like. And the other person who wrote my recommendation was a supervisor who had also been managed by me. You know, it was a think tank. The, uh, the hierarchy was very different from what you see in a more traditional firm. So we, I had two people who could speak to very different sides of me. But the main thing was that they both had very 
deep interactions with me so they could speak very clearly to my strengths, how I stood out from the rest of the company and what I had really brought to the think tank and how I was different. I think that is very critical. Um, there were a couple other people that I had worked with who may have had a you know very fancy title like someone at the World Bank or someone you know who was leading this very famous nonprofit, but they wouldn't have been able to really speak to who I was as an employee, a colleague, a manager. Um, and so I really focused on finding those people um, who could do justice to that. So that was one piece. And then in terms of the preparation, so what I did was I actually worked very closely with my team and I put together you know, a packet of all of the things that I was very proud of having done at the firm and, you know, what the, it was a very clear, like, action impact kind of, you know, packet. And I got help from the folks that I had managed as well as the folks who had managed me to make sure that I wasn't missing something. And I, I would actually highly recommend that because sometimes we have blind spots to our own strengths. And I got a lot of support from my team uh, in putting that packet together. And then I had shared those packets with uh, both my recommenders so that all of the information was front of mind for them. And after that, they took full control of the process and uh, put the recommendations together. That's a nice tip. And I think for, for those of you listening who may be a little bit earlier in your careers and haven't gone through a bunch of like promotion cycles, I think that that's really good advice to take to heart, um, especially if you're at a bigger company. Just kind of keep that stuff ready because that can help your manager make the case for, for promoting you down the line as well with or without business school. So so thanks for, for that tidbit. That's super helpful. Um, we'll fast forward a little bit more. Um, you get in, and uh, how, how did that feel? Like, Tell me, what do you remember about actually finding out that you got into the GSB and that you were going? Yeah, it was such a fantastic news to receive. I was so excited. I was actually talking to myself, trying to calm myself down with the expectation that I won't be getting in. So I was just, you know, trying to not be too, you know, sad if I didn't get the call. But I got the call right in the middle of one of those monologues. So it was a very funny moment. But it was such a moment of elation for me. The GSB was an absolute dream school. And I was so excited. I don't think I even heard what uh, it was Dean Hayes who called me. I had I have no idea what she said on the phone. All I heard was congratulations. And I was like, okay, I think I know what that means. So um, the call itself was surreal. It was fantastic. And uh, overall, I think the experience I had at the GSB really mirrors that phone call. It was you know, great experience. It was m much more than what I had expected it would be in terms of the benefits I got. And yeah, I'm just very glad I got this opportunity. Yeah, no, I, I remember, I think my phone call, I think I might've been like the last one in line that day. I was like on the West Coast. I was a deferred admin, so I was young. I think they figured I'd be up later than everyone else they were <laughs> calling. I got the call, I feel like it was dinner time on the West Coast. And uh, fortunately, I, I wasn't tuned in enough to know that it was going out that day. So otherwise, I think I would have sweated it, sweated it more. But it's nice to to hear you capture that. So I know you talked a little bit about how that was a sign of what you were going to get at, at the GSB. I think the hardest question I'm going to ask today is in just a couple of minutes to try to to sum up your experience and and what made the actual MBA experience for you so special. Yeah. So for me, you know, both the personal and professional aspects of what one would hope to get out of the MBA were areas I found the GSB to have made a huge impact in. So professionally speaking, I felt 
that I had a fantastic safety net of alums, current classmates, you know, upperclassmen, um, career services to really help guide me and figure out what I wanted to do after school. And it was a great network of people who were willing to take a bet on me, give me advice and recommendations. So that was fantastic. And then just in terms of the sheer number of opportunities that I got, um, you know, through the GSB, it was very, uh, it was fantastic. You know, you get to really evaluate different companies, different roles. And so for me coming in from the think tank world, it was great to have all of those options on the table to really pick what was going to be right for me. And then on the personal side, the GSB has had a huge impact on me, you know, I specifically on the leadership development through, you know, classes like interpersonal dynamics, or I led a GST to India with some of my great friends, and then also getting the chance to be co-president of our class, like, I got a great opportunity to really learn what kind of leader I was, how to be more effective, and how I was perceived as a leader by those I was working with. And so these experiences really helped shape me. And I'm hoping, you know, down the line as bigger and more, um, you know, heavy duty management challenges come my way, I feel more prepared to tackle them head on. And then lastly, you know, I think with the GSB, it really infuses you with a sense of possibility and optimism and confidence, which I really walked out with, um, you know, feeling like the sky is the limit. You got to make the most of this great um, experience that we have the opportunity to have lived through. So every time I come back to Stanford and drive through Campus Drive, you know, Palm Drive, I'm like, okay, yes, don't forget that optimism with which I graduated. I love that. And we're, uh, for those of you who don't know, we're, we're here right now. We're recording this at Stanford University at their student radio station, who's been very helpful to uh, donate the studio space to, uh, to me. So um, in addition to your MBA experience and all you learned about leadership, you also, I would say, almost did like a two plus two where you, you added on to experience afterwards by going to McKinsey and going the consulting route. So what was it like for you to to leave business school and kind of that world and then dive into like a very structured, um, almost like the prof- the professional version of business school at a consulting shop. Yeah. So for me, that was a critical piece of building my toolkit uh, to be more effective in the private sector. And McKinsey was exactly that. You know, the way the firm is structured, it's an apprenticeship model where you learn based on repetition. And so, you know, you have enough client facing roles and enough opportunities to really learn all the way from, you know, how to manage very senior clients like C-suite to your own colleagues that you are leading. And then, of course, you know, the strategic thinking, the critical analysis, all of that. So McKinsey was really a crash course in all of that. And I actually highly recommend a consulting pathway for those who don't come from that background just to get that toolkit so that then they can decide what to do after that. Uh, so for me, it was definitely a boot camp in that sense. And um, it was part of the plan to build that skill set post-MBA. No, that, that makes a lot of sense, especially from a non-traditional background or um, even a, a background where you, you kind of know you want to get into management, but you don't have that experience. So 
Uh, and now tell us a little bit more about what you're up to now and what's what's next for you. Yeah. So right now I am at Google. I am an operator, so doing strategy and operations um, here in the San Francisco office. I have been here right over just over a year now, and I really wanted to have that consulting and advisory function as well as a bit more of the operational experience. I think moving forward from here, I would really love to start thinking about what a uh, pathway back into international development and impact looks like. Uh, right now, I am really enjoying the exposure I'm getting at Google and consistently, you know, just like thinking about what opportunities could be in the um, international development space. I, outside of all of this, I also, I love to write. I have been performing and writing poetry and uh, fiction. So, you know, on nights and weekends, I guess you would say, that's where my time goes. That's great. And if you're in the San Francisco area, you should, you should go check out one of Divyanka's poetry readings. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Divyanka, thanks so much for joining and for, for sharing some of this with, with the potential applicants. I know uh, hearing your story will help those who maybe don't come from a traditional background or, or some other part of, the, of what you said will resonate with them and help them uh, hopefully make the, the best application they can. Absolutely. I am very happy to help and good luck to everyone who's applying. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Inside the MBA with Card Coach Sam. If you or anyone you care about could use extra support in their MBA admissions journey right now, I'd love to help. Whether you need help preparing for the GMAT, finding the right school for you, nailing your essays, or all of the above, I have a solution for you, and I'm ready to get started right away. For MBA admission coaching, I've partnered with Lotus Premier Education, a great company founded by Harvard and Penn alum Amanda Rodriguez. To book a session with me or get help for other counseling and tutoring needs, you can go to lotuspremiereducation.com. You can also reach out to me directly by emailing me at cardcoachsam at gmail.com. Stay tuned for more episodes of Inside the MBA coming your way soon. If you know someone whose story would be a good fit for the podcast, leave a comment or send me an email. I'm always looking for more stories to tell.